0: A dude named Trambo, I guess, snuck back from Innistrad in our car somehow. Uh, I, I don't, I don't really
1: know what what you're
0: saying. And more, much more importantly, he brought back my fucking duck, Fierno, my darling baby boy. I, I can't hear you o- over the music. Eventually, we went off to the old Guild Concourse in War 69 on the way, I guess chuggles happened upon a Ravnic Avengers card that revealed Law Mage Dread apparently took Baldrick's office, which is I'll be honest, a little funny. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Once we got back to the concourse, Baldrick put up a fucking hugabaloo with a couple of Zorius guards, eventually leading us into his, oh, um, the worst plan ever. That finally led us to us trying to fight, and then running away because we're bad at fighting, and then after a whole lot of other fucking bullshit that I'll, I'll be honest wasn't paying attention for. Ding finally convinced those dumb motherfuckers to retreat. After casting paths Without Trace, he stealthed us back to the car, and as we sped off, that crazy fucking centaur from the mall that I was telling you about made his return. It was crazy, dude.
1: Hello, fellow adventurers, and welcome to Ravnica Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast about six substandard superheroes who have been thrust 10 years into the future in the plan wide city of Ravnica. I'm your Dungeon Master, Sullivan Harris, and as we go around your dirty bedrooms today, I would like to know what is the biggest, craziest, boldest purchase your character has ever made. Uh, So we will start with Ben Mannix. Playing Flumstick together. I'm a Vidalkin cleric,
2: and Flum's largest purchase he ever made was he once spent 200 gold on this polymorphing slime. It's a big blob, and you will it to take whatever shape you want. It's like this one-by-one-by-one-foot object. And Flum took it home, and using his great mental willpower, shaped it into an anime girl figurine. And then he just changed it to whatever seasonal waifu it is at the time. (laughs) Which one is it now? Yeah, where are we at? He's probably a big on Kaguyo-sama, Love is War, so probably chica right now. Does anyone know what he's talking about?
0: I I don't know. I'll (laughs) be honest. (laughs) I fell (laughs) on deaf ears, but...
3: (laughs) Give me a hot minute to Google search. (laughs) <laughs> Safe search off
0: Oh
1: wait well, yeah she's hot How often does Flum cycle through anime waifus? Like is it an every morning type thing or is it like once a week?
2: No it's a seasonal so you know
1: every couple months Right because he needs enough quality time with each of them
2: Yes
3: <laughs>
1: Casey Clark
4: Playing Baldric Stormcaller Human Barbarian So Baldric's biggest purchase he spent about close to a thousand gold uh, restoring his office to look like a 50s 1950s detective office so like you'd think maybe all the offices look like that in the guild concourse but really it's just his because Baldric is a big fan of like the noir genre <laughs> his motif is like 1950s detective so like all the other offices in the building look like standard offices like they're pretty bland and then you go into Baldrick's and it's just like this really nice wooden desk. He's got his name painted on the door. It's that cool, like fogged glass.
0: Does he have it like magic so that as soon as you step in, everything turns into black and white? Ooh.
4: Yeah, you hear. Yeah, you hear jazz, and and there's like That's a dame cool. in the corner, covered in half shadow, smoking a cigarette. It's pretty great. A dame
1: in the corner. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. do you pay her? Do you
0: pay this woman?
4: Uh, no, it's, a, it's, it's actually. A cardboard <laughs> cutout. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>.
1: It's Flum's <laughs> waifu. <laughs> That's Baldrick's
4: waifu. <laughs>
1: Baldrick in
3: a dress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Lena Pratt.
5: Playing Guy Elfman. I am a dwarven paladin. A couple years ago, more than a couple years ago, Guy's pretty old. He had a midlife crisis. And in his midlife crisis, he bought a entirely gold-plated. What did we decide motorcycles were? Two-legged centaurs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
5: Yeah. Oh God. Um, <laughs> either way, he bought one of those, which was almost immediately repoed because he got it on a really bad and in- like a payday loan. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> and
5: so it was repoed by the Orzovs It's now locked up in the basement of the Orzovs It's like dead? Yeah, it's fine, it's alive, we're pretty sure Because he defaulted on this loan It's actually one of the biggest reasons He never got to move up in the Orzovs
1: <laughs> I think most people become in the employment of the Orzovs Because of debts that they have to pay So it's like, is this the reason guy joined? No, he was,
0: he was already in it
1: Joanna, blah, blah, blah
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hi, guys. I play Daryl Hall, Aloxodon Bard mm-hmm. rogue? rogue? Rogue Bard?
1: Aloxodon something.
0: I say monk? <laughs> Alox- yep. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a <laughs> druid now, actually. Um, Some questionable
1: uh, combat things happened in the last episode.
0: Yeah, so I guess we'll maybe resolve this in this episode. We'll see. Um, but one of the biggest. And perhaps most outlandish purchases that Daryl's ever d- ever made, which, you know, that's like a running list. He <laughs> once founded a bridge to be built, <laughs> and he what? doesn't remember it at all. But there is a bridge in Ward 64 named after Daryl Hall.
1: I like how it's not the bridge that we established was built uh, after one of our adventures 10 years ago. In Ward sixty nine, that we nope. all know and love, it's a bridge in a different <laughs> ward,
0: entirely different ward. He woke up from like a two week long bender. It was one. It was like it, it was during like rave season, and so he was going like every uh, single night, a different venue, different girls, different drugs. Raves it's have insanity. a season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's like it's like Pride Month.
1: Which season is it? <laughs> uh,
0: Are they like a springtime uh, thing? You know, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> I feel like it would have to be spring or fall because, like, summer's too hot. You get yeah. all sweaty. I or do they like he, the sweat? I
0: think, you know, I think you'd, that's think you'd
2: sweat the drugs out. You don't want that. Exactly. Mm.
0: So I think it'd be right around fall. Like, it's like right before, like, Halloween. But wait.
5: What? If you wrap yourself in saran wrap while you sweat the drugs out, you can just breathe back in the vaporized drugs. Oh, God, Lana. you're Double
1: drugs? Wait, so are you telling me that (laughs) Daryl is only employed for the month before Halloween?
0: No, 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 no. He's employed (laughs) always, but there's like a, it's like, you know how like Coachella and like Lollapalooza and all those happen at like the same, like around like in the same month?
1: It's like the Oktoberfest of raves. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Daryl, the Octoberfest of raves.
0: He woke up. He was like headlining every rave. And so he should have been like, like, had, had thousands of pieces of gold but at the end of this month. He woke up, flat broke, no pants, built a bridge.
1: <laughs> is it like, is it a suspension bridge? Draw drawbridge, bridge drawbridge. 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 That's,
0: the weird thing is there's no water there.
1: It's also a place you could easily just go around it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's it's entirely not needed.
1: It's like a it's like a small pond that someone would have in their backyard, but they built like the Golden Gate Bridge over it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Chris Rowe. Uh
3: hello, I am Chris Rowe, and I play
6: <clears throat> Juggles, the Muppet Born.
3: <laughs> oh Jesus. Chuggles is a Muppet-born druid slash uh, barbarian man. Not really man. He's a little puppet, dude.
1: He's more of a boy.
4: He's a <laughs> boy. You I mean, boy. he's a he's a man when he's in uh, the, the wilds
2: With the big, dong.
0: With he big ch- dong. He just turns into actual Chris.
2: Big <laughs> dong!
3: <laughs> so... Chuggles slash Chris got confused at the question and he thought it was your first purchase, not biggest purchase. So uh, (laughs) I, I, I got a little different story for you.
1: You know, I was wondering why you were telling me all this shit that you came up with about your backstory last night, episode four into season two.
3: (laughs) It's all part of my plan. I'm George Lucas.
4: (laughs) Okay, go Uh, on. Tell the story.
3: Okay, so back in old Ravnica. A hundred or ten years ago I don't remember which Whoa
1: we're going way back
3: Time passed that's all that matters But imagine if that time didn't pass It's Chuggles <laughs> oh, In his God. ghetto And he's trying his best To appease the one ups
1: Okay so this is actually Like one year ago
3: It was only a year
1: I don't know how all this Chuggles hey, Chris it's your story dude
3: this is as old as time. <laughs>
1: no, Juggles is like five.
0: A tail
3: is as, as old five. as time. Juggles <laughs> can't tell time. Uh, in the Muppet-born ghettos, they have a crippling addiction to candy. You know that, right? So they sent. They they have to send the a common mu- knowledge. Yeah, common knowledge. They send a, a Muppet-born chump known as Chuggles, to the candy store. But they don't serve Muppet-born kind. So Chuggles has to stand outside and do little dances. And people (laughs) who come by, they're like, oh, hello. And then he goes, hello, sir. Can you buy my folks some candy? And they have all of the money that they've scrounged up for months to get their fix. And usually people deny him. But eventually an old man came by and... Purchased uh, candy for chugs.
0: Who was that old man?
3: Daryl Hall.
0: <laughs> <not>? <laughs> I would Wait, do both of those things.
1: Chris, what is the Muppet-born candy of choice?
0: They like
3: chocolate a lot. Left they Twix. Uh, they <laughs> left they twix. prefer Left Twix,
1: <laughs> not Right Twix. Right twix, they, they actually. Don't even if eat. they see, they just scream at it. <laughs>
2: They like yeah. they like chocolate because it melts on their felt and just sticks there. Yeah,
3: no. it changes that's
0: them right. colors. Hey, <laughs> k- Hey, Sullivan. will you cut this next joke out?
1: No. Actually, no, probably no, not. not. I probably no, right. it. <laughs> oh, no. Say, say it. Oh no! Don't say it. <laughs> Do not say it. <laughs> say I know it. where you're going. <laughs> and you can you say cannot say, say that.
0: I
3: want to hear
1: it, please. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll say it after the podcast. No.
4: Say it. Yeah.
1: No. Type.
3: Type. Okay. Hey.
1: I figured it would probably be a bit too OP if everybody were to tell a great story and everybody got inspiration. So what we're going to do is everybody's going to vote on which one of the stories they thought was the best. Uh, So let's put our votes in.
4: I vote Lena. I vote Ben.
5: I was going to vote Joanna.
0: I vote Casey.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I vote Sullivan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, what's your vote? You can't say me. Flum is going to get one inspiration point for his wonderful story about his molding waifu goo. (laughs) So, uh, where we left off, you guys were on the run from the building that was formerly known as the Buckster Building, which has, in the past 10 years, been taken over by Lawmage Dread and the Azorius Senate for use as a police station.
4: Those bastards. Which
1: you all attempted to break into at the request of (sighs) Baldrick. (laughs) You guys are zipping out of Word 69 with Paul the Painter at the wheel, Drambo under the bed of the car. I think you guys told Paul the Painter that you were heading towards the city proper next.
6: We better be. No,
1: let's go to the Isat lab.
0: <laughs>
1: I want to <laughs> check up on those bodies.
6: Say, <laughs> hey, guys, what the heck did you do back
1: there?
6: Oh, you know, the usual.
0: Useless shit until it all turns into the season finale.
1: Paul, don't worry about it. Okay, uh, so I- I'm taking you guys to where to the To the guild concourse in the city proper?
4: Call to Crayola, baby.
1: Yeah, those crayons are going to get it. Crayons! Let's take a quick vote. Are crayons a thing in Ravnica?
4: They're just wax,
0: right?
3: What else would Chuggles shove up his nose?
1: Well, okay, are Crayola crayons a thing in Ravnica? (laughs) Probably not. They'd probably just be known as like wax.
4: Colored wax pencils.
1: So you guys make your way out of Ward 69, back towards the city proper. The sun is going down. There's a beautiful sunset. You guys have spent most of the day traveling. Uh, You quickly make your way back into the city proper where the skyscrapers once again fill the air. But the skyscraper filled landscape suddenly falls away as Paul maneuvers the La Neva up to a massive courtyard. This is the 10th District Plaza, a huge open area where the ground is made up of a brilliant white marble with golden veins running through it. It's now nighttime, and the yard is lit by large floating orbs that hover above you in the air, emitting a red, blue, and pink moody glow over the scene below. The Great Turtle Bank, which you all hit on your way into Ravnica, is lazily floating above. There are shadows dancing around its shells from the dozens of Aerokoper guards flying around it in the harsh light cast by about half a dozen spotlights, which are pointed at the turtle from all around the city. So throughout the plaza, there are hundreds of humans, loxodons, Vidalkins, and Chris, even Muppetborns, purely ah! moving around, <laughs> trading goods, playing games, dancing to music, or enjoying a nice quiet, serene rump moment by one of the four massive gold fountains that stand at each corner of the courtyard. Uh, something else of note is that you can see people from every single Ravnican guild. Uh, the music is coming from Rakdos performers. There are Gruel Clan members who are holding arm wrestling contests. Boros <laughs> Lord, Lord Janeers, Legionnaires <laughs> are gambling on games of backgammon, <laughs> so on and so forth. This is because the 10th District Plaza is a 100% neutral zone, which is kept in check not only by the dozens of Azorius guards that you guys see walking the perimeter, but also the ghosts that work night and day to keep the area spotlessly clean. Uh, now, since it's nighttime, there are about 15 rows of caravans lined up throughout the plaza that have come from all corners of the plain to sell their exotic wares in the city proper. As you guys pull up, <laughs> Paul is like, well, uh, this is where I have to leave you. Yeah, there's no path past this point, so uh, I'll try to find some parking nearby so you can just come back and holler at me like you did before. Do
4: you not want to join us, Paul? You're the one that knows the Cult of Crayola best here. I got to park the car. Okay, but you're going to come, come back, right? Well, I guess if you want me to. I I think you'd be uh, of of uh, help. If
5: we don't have a getaway driver, how are we gonna run away when stuff goes bad again?
4: I I think Paul would be would be a bit of help inside. You know, he he knows his way
1: around this
4: area. He knows what he's doing.
1: Oh, I don't know my way around the guild concourse. I've never been in there.
4: Really? Why? Shut Why up. would I? I'm a painter. <laughs> you never thought about you know joining a guild? Mm, nope. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but the the Boros shut is up,
0: a- Baldric. Okay, Shut that's where we stop. Baldrick. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, <Baldrick. laughs> Paul, yeah, you park the car. And then I get out and I set my horn, my horn, my nose to kill <laughs> mode in case there's any crotch goblins around. Because this is your nose, my trunk.
1: What the hell does you set your nose to kill mode mean?
0: Kill mode. <laughs> she readies
1: an attack you mean with her duck.
0: Trunk. No, I did. I did mean my nose. Last time you said it, you meant duck. Did I?
1: Yes, you have a duck.
0: I you know I have a, a duck.
1: So as you all get out of the car, the glowing eyes from under the car uh, look up at you and it's like, come with.
2: we oh, can use the muscle.
1: And Drambo skitters out from under the Lada Neva and joins you guys. Uh, Paul wait. Paul gives you thing. guys a wave and a smile and Chuggles, are you under the car?
3: Yeah, I was under there with Ra- Drambo. All
1: right, well, Paul is taking off as he smiles and waves at you guys. Goodbye, everyone. What, Paul? Paul, hold, hold up, Chuggles, come on. Paul screeches the car to a halt, and he's like, "What's up, guys? Look, look go, Chuggles, just let go."
3: Chuggles, let's go, and he comes rocketing off the car.
1: Okay, Paul, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, see you all later. And he drives away. As you get out of the Neva, you notice that on the opposite side of the plaza, there is this massive golden sphere at the top of a a big marble staircase. The sphere is surrounded by six spires that come to a pointed peak at their tops. And it kind of looks like the mangled claws of a witch grasping her crystal ball. So Baldrick, this, of course, is the guild concourse of Ward 10, which is Ravnica's central guild concourse. And the home of your more permanent office, or at least what used to be your more permanent office. This is also where the guild pact was once kept before it was shattered eighty-five years ago, and where Jace Plainswalker stays on the rare occasion that he is in the city.
4: Does the sphere in this concourse look any bit as cummy as the one in Ward sixty-nine?
1: No, not coming. nearly as cummy. It's it's Damn golden.
4: It. Damn it, ah. Daddy's
2: It's Some weird cum.
4: Okay, so what are all the the booths that are around? This, like, courtyard.
1: They're basically all shops, right? Like, there's caravans being pulled by all sorts of different creatures. Like, there's camels, and there's giant bears, and there's horses. And the caravans all look like they're brightly colored. They all look very exotic. Is there Um, a taco caravan?
0: Oh, God. Uh, Sullivan, (laughs) do I recognize any of the Rakdos people around?
1: First of all, I'm going to say tacos do not exist in Ravnica. Second of all, uh, can you roll a perception check for me, Daryl?
0: Yes, 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 yes. Not good. That's an eight.
1: There's like two Rakdos entertainers that are providing some lute music. Uh, it's like a lute and a horn duo. They're dancing around, playing music. There's a couple children watching them and dancing. <coughs> Pussy um, shit. Is, and I turn away.
4: Is there a, a uh, Boros, like... Uh, You said there was just a couple, there was some guys playing backgammon?
1: Yeah, there are the Boros Legionnaires playing backgammon, but if you want to see if there's more Boros Legionnaires, roll a perception check.
2: Okay, all right. That's a three.
1: Yeah, so the only ones you see is there's a group of about three of them at a table playing backgammon.
4: Okay, I am going to walk up to the Legionnaires, and I'm going to say,
1: Hey, old fellow Boros. They all kind of wave your way, and they're like, Hold on, hold on, we're in the middle of something here.
4: Baldrick is just going to stand by and watch the back
1: of
0: game. <laughs> okay. No, can we go into the thing? Cool. Can I do something?
1: Yeah, what would you like to do? So there's all these carts. If you guys would like to do any shopping, you could probably find all sorts of shops around here. Are there any Ravnica Ventures trading cards? Do you want to make an investigation check to try to find a booth that's selling them? <laughs> Hell yeah.
4: Also, you gotta if you find them, you gotta collect your uh, your
2: royalties, man. That's that's a ten.
1: So that's kind of a specialty item, and these are more like exotic wares from like like uh, old fucking boots and shit, you know, (laughs) magical hammers and junk like that. (laughs) I still go up to some random booth. You got any Ravnica Adventures trading cards? (laughs) It's a it's a like a skinny looking Loxodon man. He's like, I don't know what that is. Okay, have a nice day. Uh, you too, sir.
4: <laughs> um, Walter, <clears throat> he's given up on the backgammon game. Um, is there any, uh, smiths, like, around? Any enchanters?
1: Oh, for sure. Are you looking for something, like, more magical? Or are you looking for something more straightforward?
4: I would like to, if there's anything I can do to alter my hammer.
1: Okay, so you walk up to this, uh, wagon. It's, like, a proper wagon, you know like two wheels being drawn by a horse and there's just like piles of wares in the back and it's all like war hammers and long swords and stuff. And there is this short, very pale ginger man with just bulging eyes. Chris? Who is sitting on there. <laughs> looks actually very, very similar to Chris. And as you walk up, he just like kind of like looks up at you and he's like, uh, what can I do for you? Uh,
2: what can I do for you?
1: <laughs> <Chris>. well, <laughs> Uh, hello.
4: Um, do you do you have any uh, enchantments for warhammers or any uh, more magical warhammers in your stock? Uh, Warhammers—they're—they're eh? they're a bit difficult
6: to work with.
4: Yeah, but they're my specialty. You see. Uh,
6: all right. Uh, wh- wh- what kind of enchantments
4: are you looking for then? Literally anything, just to help me hit something.
6: Oh, so you you just—you just want a little boost to your to your aim.
4: Yeah. I I, I bend down. and I, I like get up <laughs> to like I get up close like. Kind of, I've been having some trouble in the hitting area. It's it's been a bit of a problem yeah, yeah, in combat. Yeah,
6: yeah. I get, I get what you're saying, man. Um. Well, yeah. Plus, I could do like a maybe like a plus one, maybe a plus two weapon uh, if if you got the right coinage. You
4: got anything in red?
6: Uh, you don't wanna <laughs> you don't wanna boost your own warhammer that looks like it's very important to you. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I I thought you meant other warhammers. Yeah. I'd like a boost on
4: this no, one. Nah. If you could.
6: Yeah, I can I can do all sorts of enchantments. Okay, how how much you uh you look into how much? Well, if you want a plus one <laughs> if you want a plus one it's gonna be seventy-five gold pieces. Plus two is gonna be hundred and fifty. Well fuck, I only have like eleven.
1: Eleven gold pieces? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> do you got you got anything cheap? That, that that's cool? <laughs> He like reaches back into his wagon and pulls out a toy Warhammer and he's like, here you go on the house. <laughs> what does it do? What
0: On the house.
1: He reaches back with the Warhammer and bonks his wagon and it makes a little squeaky sound. <laughs>
4: oh, fuck it.
1: He, he grabs it and walks away. And don't come back, you cheapskate. Chuggles, <laughs> what are you up to, buddy?
3: Uh, Chuggles wants to identify the nearest Muppet born.
1: Okay, I'll also have you roll a perception check. 17. With a 17, you actually notice right by where you guys were all looking at the various stands, uh, between two of them, you notice four Rakdos entertainers. Uh, They're much like the ones you saw in Innistrad, but they are actually all Muppet-borns. And they're all conversing with each other in a hushed tone while all casting looks up at Daryl every once in a while. They seem to be very excited by the fact that he's here, but the second that they notice that you are looking at them, they bolt.
3: Get him, friends! Help!
1: Chuggles, what's, what's the problem?
3: C- catch him, see? And I point at the born running away.
1: Okay, so where Chuggles points is to four born in Rakdos costumes who are just tearing ass deep into the marketplace in this uh, plaza. He's
4: gonna brandish a hammer and start running.
0: Daryl pursues, not because Chuggles told him to, but because they're wearing leather and like Rakdos gear. And that's cool, that's cool shit. So he wants to <laughs> see what's going on.
1: Uh, so can everybody roll initiative? And that's going to throw us into our very first skill challenge of season two of Ravnic Avengers. Maybe of the whole series of Ravnic Avengers? Yeah. Okay, Okay. Uh, I got a 19. I also got a
2: 19. Baldrick can go first.
5: I got a 17. Daryl's got a 9.
1: Okay, so I will tell you guys right now that with the Muppet Borns jump on you guys, they are 45 feet ahead of you currently. Um, And to make up that distance, you are going to have to get successes, and if you get failures, it's going to increase that distance. And I will tell you that you have to get eight successes before you get six failures in order to catch these Muppetborn. Since uh, Sting and Drambo are both with you and are going to be joining you on this, instead of actually having their own turn in the initiative order, I will let you guys decide as a group when you want to implement them uh, to get advantage on any one of your turns. You can only use each of them once, So Baldrick, you have the first turn. These four Rakdos Muppetborns have taken off into the crowd. So there is 15 rows of merchants with their caravans. And they are running through them like in the horizontal direction. So not following the the lines of caravans. They're going like weaving between them.
4: Okay. Have you seen the movie Premium Rush with (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt? nope <laughs> okay
1: Mm-mm. he
4: doesn't well he does this thing where he looks at traffic with his bike and he tries to find a, the easiest way to weave through like his obstacles so i want as Baldrick. i, wa- I want to try to like visualize like the easiest way to weave around the caravans and catch up to them
1: uh, i guess that would be a perception check okay. uh, 15. a 15 is a success so you lock in you go into like predator mode and you see that to the left of where they just, like, ran past the one wagon, there is a big gap between two other wagons that you could easily run through.
2: Okay. Uh, guys, that way it'll be the fastest to
1: get them. Uh, and so that's one success, and Flum, it's your turn.
2: My decanter of endless water can create a stream that's 30 feet long. So what I'm thinking <laughs> is what I want to try and do is run up and try to, since they're Muppet born and they're all felty, spray them down, make them wet, which will weigh them down.
1: Okay, and that would be, since you're trying to aim at the Muppet Borns. we'll do a dexterity check, as if you're doing like a ranged attack.
2: Cool, so that'll be an unnatural
1: 20. That is absolutely a success. So you spray your geyser at them, and you're able to hit the two of them in the middle as you come around the corner of this row. And uh, they are just like instantly, they fall to the ground, soaked in water. But the other two kind of grab them like loop their arms under theirs and start dragging them along. Guy.
5: Are there any animals not connected to caravans? Bear yes.
0: horses, <laughs> bear <There> giraffes. Is... <laughs> wow.
1: You know, yeah, let's go with there. There is one cart that is being pulled by a giraffe, but it has been taken off of its harnesses to uh, feast on a pile of hay that is next to the wagon.
5: I would like to commandeer the giraffe to get above the crowd and chase them down with.
1: Oh boy. (laughs) Okay, so I guess it comes down to how are you trying to commandeer the giraffe? Is it going to be like you're going to try to use an animal handling check to calm it down so you can hop on it, or are you just going straight dexterity and like flipping onto its back?
5: I feel like an animal handling is nicer for the giraffe.
1: Yeah, probably.
5: I am going to try to feed it more hay and just kind of climb on and hope it agrees. A nine.
1: <laughs> that is going to be a fail. It does fail. not
5: agree. Yeah.
1: You quickly run up, grab some hay, and try your best to calmly hold it up to the draft. But the draft just blinks at you with some soulless eyes.
0: <laughs> it's because oh. yeah, it's in a carnival type thing. Its soul has been broken for you. Yeah,
1: Chuggles, you're up.
3: So Chuggles has a spell called Longstrider. Oh, Can God. I roll an Arcana check to do that?
1: Yeah, so like your spells you can just cast, so you would have to cast that spell and then do something with the long strider.
3: Okay. Can Chuggles cast long strider and he gets extra long legs? And can I run atop of the people
2: in the crowds?
1: As in like you're jumping from head to head? <laughs> like
2: Dead Rising style when you're on top yeah. of a crowd of zombies. <laughs> Yeah, there's a special (laughs) skill
3: in Dead Rising where you get to climb a zombie and walk across the horde.
1: Uh, Why don't you make an acrobatics check for that?
3: I got a 14. 13 plus
1: 1. So a 14 is going to be a fail. Damn it. Your legs just like sprout up into these long, gross, gangly things and you try to jump onto somebody's head, but they actually make an incredible dexterity save. And just smack you back onto the ground uh, before you can even get up there.
0: Help!
1: Daryl, it is your turn. Okay,
0: so um, I'm gonna attempt to do the exact same thing as Truggles and try to get on top of people's heads and oh, she <laughs> yeah. said
4: bra- and break
0: their back. <laughs> Head strap. Head strap. I don't think I could do that physically without killing, Probably killing not. a horde of people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just snapping necks, <laughs> Loxodon <it> tramples <laughs> dozens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you don't mind me just ha- handing me the cannon reins for a second, uh, there's a uh, one of the uh, like caravan tents. It's like a little like toy. It's like uh, for kids. And so one of the toys they're advertising is actually like a hoop and stick. You know the ones that like poor kids used to use in like the. No hoop and stick. <laughs> a classic one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs>
1: Do you not know the hoop and stick, Chris? Oh, I'm very familiar with the hoop and stick.
0: <laughs> and I'm yeah. Life
4: in Windsor was hard when Chris was younger. Yeah,
0: yeah. Windsor, yeah, is trapped in the 1930s. Don't dox me. <laughs> but I'm gonna attempt to like just grab the hoop and attempt to like not like lasso, but like throw it around the fleeing Muppets to like catch like catch them up.
4: A ring
1: toss.
0: Yeah, basically, it's like a horseshoe type shit. So with that.
1: A dex? Yeah, just a straight dex.
0: That is 21.
1: Hot damn! Yeah, 21's going to do it. You expertly grab that hoop and stick, throw the ring uh, like a fucking ultimate frisbee, <laughs> and it just shoom, right on top of one of the Muppet Muppetborns, uh, one of the ones that is not wet and was dragging his friends, and now his arms are just stuck at his side, kind of like how you guys were when you got hit with the hold person spell in the last episode. And... The other Muppet and his friend, sees this and is now dragging all three of them behind him oh <laughs> as he sprints How forward. How many
0: successes do we have?
1: Well, we're at the top of the turn order. So you guys are currently at two successes and... Oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Three successes? Uh, three, yeah, success, three successes two, and two failures. So Baldric is currently showing you guys a path through the rows of caravans. Flum has watered down a couple of them. Guy is just kind of standing awkwardly next to a giraffe. <laughs> Chuggles is <laughs> on his back after getting slapped to the ground, and Daryl just threw a hoop around one of the Muppet Borns, and the one Muppet Born drags the other three uh, through another row of caravans as we come back to Baldric Stormcaller. Okay,
4: so guys, if. You would let me. I'd like to commandeer Drambo to do a slingshot special. Ooh. Okay, but are you guys okay with me using one of them?
0: I didn't even,
3: yeah. Yeah, go go ahead. No,
4: but you're going to do it anyway. What I'm trying to do is I want to do, like, basically a hammer throw where I get Sting or Drambo, whichever one, on the end of my hammer, and then I do, like, a slingshot special, and I fling them up and over to, like, the other side of the Muppet born to try and cut them off from the other end. That
2: works. Makes sense to me. I'm trying to think who would be better at this. Uh,
4: I'm Drambo. Gonna, I'm gonna He's lighter. lighter. Okay, so I, I get Drambo, and I'm like, Drambo, slingshot special, and I, I nod. Don't know what that is, but yes. Okay, <laughs> grab on, and uh, Bulger's going to take his hammer and, like, starts like, spinning up, and then... As he does, he yells, let go. You're going
1: for distance to cut off and not like an aim, right? Uh I mean I'm
4: aiming straight like to the other end of where I see them running, but
1: yeah. Okay, so that let's let's go athletics, athletics. since you're hurling a creature. It's advantage. With too, advantage right? because Drambo yeah. is helping you. Yeah. Yes
4: oh my god how doesn't sound good i rolled a two and a four ball dick
1: Ooh. so but actually that it would be a ten it'd be a ten total that is still a failure Fuck. um and so Drembo didn't quite understand what was going on here so it's like when a child throws a baseball for the first time or when i throw a baseball <laughs> ever and they let go too late and just fling right into the ground. <laughs>
2: God damn it, I should have picked Sting. He's good at this shit.
1: Flum, it is your turn.
2: Here's a question. Do we happen to be close to any of the fountains?
1: I mean, when I imagine this challenge started, I imagined you were on one side of the plaza and the Muppet Born were running to the other. So in that case, you would probably be near like the fountain that's furthest from the guild hall and on the so right.
2: So what my thinking is, I'm going to try and take advantage of Flum's aquatic body and like torpedo himself through the fountain and try to cut him off. Oh yeah, you're
1: definitely not that close. <laughs> and the okay. the fountains are just like little circular, not little, they're pretty big circular fountains, but they're just in the corners.
3: Can you use your endless water to just create a river from here to there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Slip and slap. Oh, it's like in Mario Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Can you spray the water forward then do a little dive?
2: <laughs> I, I didn't want to keep using that, but honestly, I like that idea.
1: <laughs> can I try that? Is that a <laughs> legitimate thing I can do? Um. So the last thing you did was dexterity based. So if you try to do a dexterity based thing again, you're going to get disadvantage, but you also have your inspiration, which you could use to cancel that out. Okay, fine. I'll do that to make it a normal. We can go Arcana too, if you want to Arcana, go more we for can the magic Arcana. point. Because you probably need to get quite a bit of water out of there to actually be <laughs> able to slip and slide it. on it. If it's an
4: Arcana check, he's not doing dexterity.
1: Oh yeah, that's a fact. So you could just use it to get advantage right now.
2: 19.
1: Did you use your inspiration? (laughs) Yes, I did. You grab onto your holy symbol. You're able to kind of commune with it enough to get it to release a little bit extra water this time, release it out, hurl yourself forward, and you just go rocketing um, straight past the Muppet board, and now you are 20 feet ahead of them. Oh boy. Guy.
5: I look at the giraffe glare and say, I didn't need you anyway.
1: (laughs) It kind of lets out a sad little,
5: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And who do I see closest to the Muppet
1: born? Closest to the Muppet born would be Flum right now because he is 20 feet ahead of them rather than 45 feet behind them.
5: It doesn't need to be a party member. Are there any vendors closer, anyone?
1: So in the wagon directly in front of them, you see a female with very dark skin who looks a little bit scared of what's going on right now.
5: Hey you! And I point at her. I'm going to try to intimidate her into grabbing them. Pointing's rude.
4: Okay. You you could use your Orisov. Be like, grab them or the Orisov's going to come after you.
5: If you don't grab them right now, the Boros are going to rain down upon you. (laughs) And I point at Baldrick.
1: (laughs) Should I give her disadvantage because it's Baldrick she's pointing at? (laughs) (laughs) No. Do I have disadvantage or not? No, you don't. No, you're just a normal roll. Cool. That's a 26. <laughs> okay. A 26 works. What? And <laughs> she like looks up at you, looks down at the Muppet board and running towards her, looks up at you, looks at Baldric, and then just dives forward out of her wagon and grabs onto one of the, uh, I guess the guy with the ring around him would be in the back. And so she grabs him and that one is in her arms and the rest keep chugging on.
6: Thank you. Don't arrest me.
1: <laughs> Juggles, it's your turn.
3: Is Long Strider still in effect?
1: How long is Long Strider in effect? An hour. So, yes.
3: Chuggies would like to grapple. He wants to grapple the one that's caught.
1: Well, the one that's caught is still 45 feet ahead of you. So, does your Long Strider.
3: It brings me 40 feet ahead.
1: So, you can't quite get to him yet.
3: Okay, I'm within five feet. Yes. So, I would like to. <laughs> Intimidate the Muppet born.
1: So, are you trying to intimidate him into not running? Yeah. Since Guy also did just try to do the exact same thing with the woman, it'll be disadvantage.
0: Why don't you try to be friendly with him?
1: We
4: don't, don't have. We only
1: have him. three failures left. Okay, I will be friendly then.
4: Oh, that'd be persuasion. Yeah, persuasion.
3: Okay, I hold my arms out
1: for a hug.
6: Hello, my name struggles. Want a hug?
1: <laughs> okay, roll your persuasion. Natural 20! Natural 20? So, natural 20 counts as two successes, uh, which is going to bring you to seven total successes with three failures. He... is just utterly charmed by you, and his face just, like, drops from being, like, angry or scared or whatever to a little bit of a smile in this woman's arms. And, (laughs) Daryl, it is your turn. So, you only need one more success to win and three more fails to lose.
0: Right. So... I noticed that my fine-feathered Muppetborn are wearing Rakdos, like, uh, clothing and identifying marks and stuff. And so, I also see that there is a, like, I don't know, an instrument caravan or something. And so, I grab... (laughs) uh, Sure. Oh, wait, shit, I can't do this. I'm not a bard anymore.
1: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Oh, boo, hiss. Can I still sing?
4: Have you forgotten that life? <laughs>
0: I,
2: There's a perform.
4: You can still just make performance checks. That's
0: and
3: true. And I'm pretty sure your skills don't go away from being a bard, do they?
4: They do.
0: Yep. Oh. <laughs> she fully reclassed. Okay. Yes. They've all gone.
4: It's not. It's not like you, Chris, where you're multiplying. Okay, okay. So
0: then I go to grab like a. I don't know. What's an instrument? A flute or something? A
1: harmonica. <laughs> Jaw harp. A flute or something? <laughs> <laughs> Jaw harp. The caravan within reach that you can get to is selling brass instruments.
0: And I go to grab one, but then there's just like something in my soul that just feels empty, and as I pick up the nearest saxophone, <laughs> no, <laughs> not that's not a brass instrument. That's not a brass
1: <laughs> instrument. <laughs> oh, I guess Has it's not. I guess
0: I guess it's not a brass instrument, is it? No.
1: And it is yeah. not in the
0: Well, fuck it, whatever. I grab Tuba. a trombone.
1: There's a or... the sousaphone.
0: Sure, I yes. grabbed that. And I but then I realized I don't remember how to play it. And so I throw it down and I just start singing instead. The rude sandstorm. Because <laughs> what I, are you trying to
5: accomplish with this?
0: I'll I'll explain, <laughs> but you guys have interrupted. me. Okay,
5: well
1: shut up. Because, we'll shut because up.
0: Because the Rakdus, um, that's like, that's like our, that's our theme song. And so if they hear someone <laughs> playing it, they're supposed to like feel friendly towards them. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. And i roll performance. Are you just
5: now establishing that as their theme song or did we know that
1: already? Uh, we did not you know, know that. I
5: roll
0: with the, I roll with the punches. I got an 18.
1: Uh, an 18 is a success. So uh, when you do that. Can you
3: do that with your mouth?
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: Wah, 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 wah,
1: Wow, we're going to have to take that out because we're going to get copyright struck because of how (laughs) similar it sounded to the original. (laughs) Uh, So with that, you guys have succeeded your very first skill challenge. So the one Muppet that is in the arms of the merchant is now kind of calmed down and the three others just stop in their tracks from exhaustion and also (laughs) Daryl's rendition of Darude Sandstorm from his own trunk seemed to have (laughs) stopped them in their tracks, at least for for a second.
3: We got another taste of that.
4: (laughs) 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 Daryl's the greatest trunk boxer in... Actually, that could be two different things. (laughs) He's both. He's a great... He's a great beatboxer of the trunk and a great trunk boxer, where he puts a glove on the end of his trunk and trunk punches. Trunk
1: boxer sounds like something you would uh, say to insult your friends in middle school. <laughs>
4: Dude, you trunk boxer?
2: We got him, juggles. All right, kill him. Will you guys run? You got something to hide?
3: Did he want that hug? Because I had my arms out.
1: He is not doing anything that can indicate that because he still has the uh, hoop and stick around his arms. And he's also in the arms um, Truggles, of the merchant.
3: Chuggles moves in for hug.
1: Okay, the merchant kind of holds him out to you like she's a little bit grossed out by it and drops it into your arms.
6: Wait, Chuggles, make sure you get consent. Oh, would you like a hug? Uh, yeah, I guess so. A, a hug would be nice. Oh, oh uh, I, I haven't been hugged like this in years. Where are you from? I'm from the caves. <gasps> I'm from the caves. We're both from the caves. Can we check our bums?
3: Yeah, let's check our tags. Chuggles pulls down his pants.
1: He pulls down his own pants or he pulls down this guy's pants?
3: Well, he pulls down his own pants. And if the other guy needs help, because he understands that Muppetborn aren't the best at clothes.
1: The other guy still has a hoop and stick around his arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that
1: it's not just the hoop. It's also the, the stick. The stick is there too, yeah. Can I snap the hoop and stick? Make a strength check. Nine. <laughs> With a nine, you cannot snap the hoop and stake. <laughs> it's, it's ball, so he still can't do it.
6: <laughs> hey, just, uh, just just, pull down my pants and take a look, would you? Oh,
2: okay.
1: Do the numbers match up? What is your number?
4: Is it like Auschwitz? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
1: What's your number?
3: Fuck! I'll make up a number.
1: Sixty-nine four
3: twenty. All right, four eight zero zero.
1: It is the same number on on this muppet board's
6: butt. <gasps> oh my! Juggles, Tr- why
1: are you
4: why are you looking at that muppet board's butt? Hey, would you
6: give we're us related. a second? Yeah, we're we're give us a second. We're having a moment here. Where, how come I've never seen you before? We got the same number.
4: Uh I don't know I ran away. Chuggles, <laughs> why are you looking at that other Muppet born's butt tag? I don't respond to Baldric. <laughs>
0: that's that
5: fire. Sarah- Alright, I'm just gonna go talk to the other
4: ones. Shut My up. God.
0: I run past I, I walk past Chuggles and what's his new new Muppet's face. As I do I snap the stick and poke that's around his waist.
1: Make a strength check.
0: Okay. That's 14. (gasps)
1: 14 snapped the stick and hoop.
0: And I, like, ruffle the Muppet's hair and, like, there you go, little guy. And then I make my way over to the other
1: ones. I I like you. I like you a
6: lot. Like you too, man. Like pet my hair. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. What? Uh, Aren't you DJ Daryl?
0: Uh, yeah, that's me, dude. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
6: that's a pretty funny name, isn't it? (laughs) I assume you're familiar with my work. We, we, uh, we all knew it was you. Oh, okay. Why'd you run away if you knew it was Daryl? Because we, we were scared. I mean, you had the Ravnic Avengers and all that. We just thought your mom might want to know that you finally decided to show back
1: up. So, Daryl, this is kind of weird because as far as you know, the House Demir has been very vocal about its distaste for the Rakdos in the past. The fact that this Rakdos knows about you and your mom is a little bit strange.
0: Right. That is also a thing. I tried to make it known that I like when I joined the Rakdos, I didn't like put down emergency contacts or anything because I didn't want people to know (laughs) who my mom was. So I am both first surprised that they know that I have a mom, but also (sighs) that she would like affiliate herself with me and the Rakdos. What? What do you mean my mom? You know who my mom is?
6: Yeah, we all know who your mom is and she's been looking for you. Scouring, honestly, it's a little bit excessive if we're being honest here.
0: Oh, Jesus. And I pop the hood and like I crouch behind a barrel. I'm like, God, no, 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 Jesus, no. You have a
6: mom too?
4: <laughs> Baldrick goes up to the Muppet and he, he kind of like picks him up a bit and he says, What do you know?
6: <laughs> Why are you trying to tattle on Daryl, huh? Well, let's just say that the Rakdos and the House Demir have a little bit of an agreement together.
1: As he says that, from either side of the row you guys are in, you see two more Azorius Law Mages, much like the ones from the Buckster building. This time they're of a Dalkin and an Coker, though. Ride up to you in the crowd astride these enormous cats with two pairs of downward sloping horns and prominent teeth. Their blue fur is lined with silver geometric patterns and their thick white manes fall in an orderly fashion around their shoulders. And as these two guards are coming at you from either side, the one of them screams, "Halt! you are under arrest for the crime of breaking the plaza truth. Drop your weapons and surrender immediately or we will use necessary force. Does anyone have weapons out? No, but you have weapons on you.
4: Hey, we're not, we're
1: not attacking anyone. We just want to know why these guys ran from us. You guys remember that little thing about how this is a peaceful area where nobody's allowed to attack anyone?
0: Did any oh. of us attack?
1: You chased four Muppetborns through the fucking plaza. We were Daryl, playing you, tag. You, you ring to- you Shooting spells, one. hucking your fucking hammers, ring tossing them. Okay. <laughs> so Baldric, as you ask that, can you all make a wisdom saving throw for oh, me? Fuck.
0: That's not something I'm good at.
4: 16 um, plus 5.
0: What the fuck?
1: I got an
4: unnatural
2: 20. I got a 17.
0: 19 plus 5,
1: 24. I got a Jesus. 9. <laughs> 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 Why did three of you do so good on this? Um. Holy okay, so shit. Daryl and Guy, you two didn't do well.
0: No, Guy did well.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's still not good enough. So oh, okay. you suddenly, right. you two finally find yourself completely unable to move as a dark purple mist surrounds your bodies. The same thing happens to Sting and Drambo. And at that same moment, the shadows under your feet uh, begin to morph into what looks like a human draped in a flowing tattern robes. Um, And he just like comes up from the ground and is now floating in front of you all. You are unable to make out any of its features specifically because its entire form seems to be made of the pitchest black you have ever seen. He's and the Vidalkin guard, as he runs up to you on his weird blue cat thing, just yells again, "Ho! Oh, you are under arrest for the crime of breaking the plaza truth.
4: Drop your weapons and surrender immediately or we will use necessary force.
2: Hold on, Mr... We're here to see the Crayola, and I'll be damned if we're sidetracked from our official business once again.
6: Yes, no filler episodes.
2: You'll be seeing the Crayola, all right, in your judgment day.
6: Wait.
4: Who's the dude in the black cloak? It's one of the plaza ghosts. Ghosts aren't
2: real. Turn yourselves in now or we will use force. Why don't you turn yourself
1: in, huh? So the two uh, guys are going to start hucking iron bars at you, just like the ones at the Buxter building. And I need everybody who is not currently wrapped up in the purple mist to make two wisdom, or I guess we could just do a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage because two of these bars are being hurled at you.
2: Oof. Eight. Fuck. 19.
1: 3. Baldrick, you and Chuggles both get hit with one of these iron bars, and you are suddenly wrapped with the hold person spell. I'm um, unable to move. Flum, you are the only one still standing here.
2: I am the superior,
1: Flum. Bow down to my power. Chuggles bows. All right, Flum, are you surrendering or are you going into combat?
2: I don't know what I'm doing. Flum's just holding out his arms and yelling. <laughs>
1: So you're not trying to attack or anything, right? No. So they're both once more going to hurl iron bars at you. So can you make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage? Now it's a 14. (laughs) Okay. These ones just wrap around you, and now you're unable to move, which I believe puts all of you uh, in a state of what?
3: Can I transform into a bear?
1: No, you can't move.
3: I can't reach my mouth over to my hand?
1: No, you cannot move at all. Damn it. You guys all find yourself unable to speak and unable to move with your arms just like strapped down to your sides. And the two Azorius guards on their giant cat horse things, um, along with the weird specter that appeared in front of you that they referred to as a plaza ghost, they throw you on the back of the cat like over its hind end and start walking you all towards the guild concourse. You make your way through the plaza, past all the wagons, up the grand marble staircase... There's, like, plenty of citizens here who are just kind of, like, sitting around, enjoying a nice, like, dinner with their family, just chatting, having a good time. But as they march, you guys past, they all kind of, like, gather around to see what's going on. And you hear some whispers, like, are those the Ravnik Avengers? Like, are are those the heroes who saved our city?
0: Is my hood still up?
1: Your hood is still up. I wouldn't imagine that it would have fallen down. (laughs) Like if anything, you're more covered because you're slung over a horse on your stomach. Well, not a horse, a cat thing. So as they take you up the stairs, you are taken aback by the sheer size of the golden spear in front of you. Like from the other side of the plaza, it didn't look that big. But from here, it is like towering over you guys. It looks as if it could house like thousands of Ravnikins and still have room left over to spare. So in front of you though, is something even more striking than this giant gold sphere. And that is about twice your size looking you dead in the eyes, is yourselves. But you quickly realize that they are just large bronze visages of yourselves. And under the statue, as you are trotted by, you can make out a plaque that says, The Ravnik Avengers, may we never forget your sacrifice. (sighs) You can't speak, but you can moan. (laughs) (laughs) You enter the concourse through a great set of double doors, about five times the size of even Daryl's height. Uh, They're locked into the open position, swung out. And as you enter, you see all sorts of people milling about from tourists being escorted around by enthusiastic tour guides to politicians quickly trying to get to their next meeting. Everything in here is made of gold from the floor you're standing on to the chairs that people are sitting in. And above you is a complex series of golden staircases, which crisscross the dome, seemingly suspended by nothing. Past the staircases with hundreds of birds carrying pieces of parchments in their beaks. In the center of the room, much like in the Buckster building, there is a large round structure with 10 windows on it. Above each window is the insignia of each of the 10 guilds of Ravnica. However, you all are being led in the rightmost direction towards a large obsidian door that stands out from everything else in the gilded hall. As the mages walk you up to it, they do a quick hand flick shooting out a spark of blue magic that works its way through the creases in the doors and uh, proceeds to float open with a deep rumble. All eyes are on you as the guards push you through the door and into a long hallway, which contains a large window paired with a similar obsidian door every 50 feet or so. And as you move your way down the hall, you see all sorts of shady-looking creatures through the windows until the guards finally stop at a door near the middle of the hallway, repeat their little magic ritual, flick the door open, and hurl you all in. And the second the door slams shut behind you, the hold person's spells on all of you are released and you are free to move around. Well, that was fun. Can we do that again? How does this cell look? Is it like bars or how's the... So the walls in the hallway and the walls in this room are all just like pure white. It is okay. a 20 foot by 50 foot room. There's a long bench across the far wall, which ends with a toilet in the right hand corner. There's a window on the side with the door. And through the window, you can see across the hall to the cell across from you, and you see a large centipede crawling across the room. Guys, we're in jail.
0: Okay. Yes, Captain Obvious, we're in jail. But do
4: any of you know who my mom
0: is? I didn't even know you had a mom. You have a mom? Okay, didn't think so. Uh,
4: well, you, it sounds like she's Demir from what we've heard.
0: Okay, never mind. Just wondering.
4: Do we still have, like, all our weapons and everything?
1: No, they took those from you. Fuck.
0: How how about our like packs and stuff with like thieves tools and stuff in that?
1: For the sake of uh you guys being able to do shit, I'll say that they just took your weapons. Everything else you have. Just the weapon? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl, before we talk about your mom,
6: did you guys see the statues outside? That was us.
1: Yeah, I think
6: we might be like famous famous, like statue famous.
0: I'll be honest, Baldrick, I don't know if you should be up there. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> Excuse me, guard. We have his statue taken down.
2: We should, you know, we should replace him with the turkey. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, definitely. The turkey
6: was hat. on our side, right? Hey guys,
1: I mean, like, we wouldn't have been famous if it weren't for the turkeys trying to take over Ravnica. So, like, honestly, they had a bigger part in us being heroes than Baldurk.
4: <laughs> if you got, if you you guys wouldn't have met the turkey if I didn't take you to Innistrad.
1: So, uh, apples and potatoes. Got it. Now, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, what the heck did that those Muppets mean by they're working with your
6: mom? The Rakdos and the House Demir are together? Your mom That's... works for the House Demir? What's going on? Why is your mom scouring the landscape for you?
0: You know, she's uh, a pretty low-tier uh a member mom. of the House Demir. She's like she she's like the bench bench warmer of the House Demir. Low tier.
6: Did you hear the way that those uh, Muppy porn, we're talking about her? She sounds pretty scary. Hold on, hold on. Daryl, your tattoos,
4: they mean that you're part of the silence, right? Is your no. mom the no. head of the nope. silence?
6: Wait, hold on. And Daryl, no. back in the fight, you weren't able to do your normal musical. spells too. Uh, Daryl pulls out a paper bag
0: and just starts hyperventilating.
2: <laughs> Man, I sure know what's going on right now.
4: <laughs> listen listen okay i'll be honest i killed my brother we know daryl we saw it in the fountain
2: oh yeah that is true okay. yeah i killed i killed someone too. We, we
1: we know we know i've him. also killed i'd kill drambo who's sitting on the corner on the toilet in the corner just raises his hand and goes mm-hmm. i kill
6: and good <laughs> for you it. old man move over drambo <laughs> i want to sit too we both we both take one side of rim <laughs> <Yes. laughs> One cheek, one rim. Wait, juggle. Yes, we never compare
1: butt.
3: Oh, Drambo, I will pull down your pants. You pull down mine.
1: Okay, I pull down yours, and he pulls Wait. down your pants. I pull down Drambo's pants. Uh, he does not have a tag.
4: Wait, isn't Drambo a she? Are were they lovers? Is this gonna yes? Drambo is a she. Fuck. <laughs> is this going to get weird? They're pulling down each other's pants.
0: Drambo, Drambo's a he, him, lesbian. We'd established this in the last episode.
1: So Drambo does not have a tag. Drambo, we're tag. Drambo, we're tag. Drambo, don't know. Drambo just saw you doing it and got sad. Drambo want tag. Can Drambo have tag?
3: Uh, I can make one later.
1: This conversation over here seems important. Maybe we should shut up.
3: Yeah, true, Drambo. I'll
6: pull your pants back up. Oh, thanks. I pull yours back up too. Juggles, I know that you guys have history, but
4: you
1: can get it on at another time. Daryl, Get it oh, get it on. And his okay. cheeks just turn red. Her cheeks just turn red.
3: Their cheeks turn red. <laughs> Their, che- Their <laughs> cheeks
4: turn red. Daryl, you're, <sighs> is your mom high matriarch of the silence? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, no. we're in some deep, deep, deep. shit. The you silence know- <laughs> is not someone to mess with
6: your mom is the head of the silence, and you didn't tell me? DJ Sting! Oh, DJ
0: Sting. Listen, I wanted to tell you guys, I really did. But if you haven't noticed, people really don't like the silence. I was trying to make money being a DJ, and I didn't want people to know that I used to kill people. Like I've killed dozens upon dozens upon dozens of people, and that usually isn't a good look. And so I just never told you. And then and then it, and then like we spent like four months in a different plane, and like I went to the I I, I got sober, then I wasn't sober, and there's just like a lot, and there was just like never a really good time to tell you, you know. So uh, yeah. Oh, Sorry. no,
6: no, oh, no, 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 no. You guys know what this means, right? Nope. Not at all. The tattoos mm. means that Daryl owes them a life debt, and they're calling it in. Fuck. They don't, they don't mess with that shit, man.
5: What does that mean he has to do?
6: What happens
4: if he defaults? <laughs> De- defaults? <laughs> this defaults is
5: on a life debt. Well, <laughs> this
4: isn't, this life isn't like the Orzhov. If, if Daryl doesn't, quote, unquote, pay
6: up, this probably means Daryl's going to die. And since we're all associated with him,
1: probably all of us too.
5: Oh, well, that seems really presumptive of them.
1: From behind you guys, uh, in the window, you hear, storm Stormcaller! Oh, thank God. What? Who, who's the, the window?
4: <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at the window. I'm looking at the window. If he hears his name, Bulgic turns around and looks at the window. What's he seeing? Damn it! Guaranteed,
0: if Baldrick hears his name, he will look.
1: So standing there with his arms crossed, looking just as he did on his trading card, is Lawmage Dread, who, around his neck, has your locket. (laughs)
6: Ha ha! I always knew one day you would snap, and I'm glad
1: I'm here to see it! (laughs) Thank you for listening to Rabnik Avengers 2 Disco of the Soul. The Rabnik Avengers are Sullivan Harris as the DM, Joanna as Daryl Hall, Ben Mannix as Flumsteig Dragava, Casey Clark as Baldric Stormcaller, Chris Rowe as Chuggles the Muppetborn, and Lena Pratt as Guy Elfman. If you like what you heard, please consider giving us a follow on your podcast platform of choice or leaving us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us out. Please leave us 5 Arrested Superheroes out of 5 Arrested Superheroes. Ravnik Avengers are part of the Orion Valley Productions podcast network where you can check out our other podcast, Frankly, I Love Movies. This week, Josh talked with his former acapella buddy uh, who actually went to the school that fame takes place in, about the movie Fame. It's pretty dope. He clears up some uh, questions you may have about the school. It's a great episode. Go check that out right now at Frankly, I Love Movies. You can follow us on social media if you just love us that much. We are at Avengers on Twitter and Instagram. Also, big, fat, stinky thank you to Lord Candy for our artwork. You can find her at L-O-R-D-K-N-D-Y on Instagram, and I think Twitter as well. And I will see you all again in two weeks when the Ravnick Avengers finally get a main quest.
6: Bye!
0: I can't. I can't try. What the hell is it? What okay. the hell is it?
2: What, Joanna? Are you good?
5: What the hell is it?
2: <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> Why, she's just laughing. What's <laughs> happening? Joanna. <Joanna's> <laughs> <laughs> Joanna broke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us, Joanna. What's happening? <laughs> there, there, Jojo. It'll be okay. Joanna, you're the next <laughs> intro, so we got to pull it together.
3: <laughs> she going to pee herself.
0: What is happening? <laughs> my mom. My mom just sent in. And spoon fed me yogurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys remember that time Tina walked into Joanna's room and was like, you sure are talking a lot. Isn't this supposed to be like a group <laughs> podcast?
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
5: Hold on. Did I able finish to... talking about whatever I needed to talk about? Yeah,
1: but Joanna's next and she has a fucking mouthful of yogurt. I'm
5: sorry. I got
0: it. I figured
1: yeah. it out. Oh, Joanna.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you.